0: Welcome to the Family Life Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today.
1: Our hope today is that this podcast brings life to you and that you leave this message encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live the amazing life God designed for you. Happy November. It's so good to see everybody here on the campus today. We do welcome everybody joining us online. So awesome to have you with us. And for those listening later through Uh, podcast and YouTube and just all the streaming devices. It's so great to be with you as we look at the Word today. Um, Just wanted to uh, personally say thank you to um, those of you who showed such kindness to us for Pastor's Appreciation Month. Uh, that you, some of you took time out to write cards and even send gifts, and we don't take that lightly. We're just so grateful for this church family. And really, it is an honor for us to continue to say yes to this assignment that God has given us to lead this ministry. And um, there really is, there's so much joy for us seeing the church family grow in faith. Like to really, when the Word of God comes alive, in people, like it is fuel for us because we know that if people can just get a hold of the word of God, their lives are changed forever, amen? And just to see families flourish and just, man, it is just the good life and that's the life that Jesus came to bring, amen? And so aren't we grateful for Jesus? The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but the word says that Jesus has come. He came so that you and I can live the good life 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 that overflows with good. And that is the life that we are busy about proclaiming and teaching and doing our best to live and to bring as many along as we can. Amen? Amen. Well, today we're going to be starting a new series called For Such a Time as This. And um, I'm excited to share today. The next couple of weeks, Pastor Tom will be sharing. And uh, before we hop into the first scripture today, though, I just want to remind you about who you are. This was just going over in my heart so big this week as I was preparing and just praying for you and praying that the word that God has given us today would just hit the target of our hearts and cause his work to be done in us. Um, But you know, the pressure of just everyday life just causes us, it tries to get us to shrink back into just all things natural. Like, you know, put God in a box and we'll just live this natural life. And the pressure of life and just the daily activity just kind, kind of tries to shrink us into just the natural things, not the greatest you like we've been talking about the last few weeks. But the word of God says that you are already complete in him. Like the way that God sees you is that there's nothing missing and nothing broken. And we can live that kind of life. We just have to keep pressing toward it and pursuing it. But you're complete in Him. The Bible says. Right. Bible says that you're fully forgiven and that you are completely 100% free. Like when we stop and think about the fact, we are no longer a slave to sin. We are not a slave to the powers of darkness. Meaning, there is nothing that the enemy can throw on you that you uh, that you lose. Like you are not a slave to darkness. That's right. Isn't that good news this morning? You're not a slave to darkness. You're chosen. You're set in the family of God. Like you've been given a place in God's family, a place in his family. You're empowered to win. How many times do we go through our days and just feel like we're failing or feel like we're a loser? But you're empowered to win. And even if we are up against a battle this morning and things, maybe you're battling something in your mind or something in your family that you're trying to push through, the truth is, according to the word, that you are already, you've already won. Like you're already a winner because you're with Jesus. And that you and I actually, when we're fighting battles in the natural, we're fighting from a place of victory because we're sitting with Jesus. We're not, fight, we're not fighting just hoping that it's going to turn out. We're fighting from a place of victory, so we're guaranteed that we can win if we don't quit because we're in Christ. You know, the Bible says that not only are you created to win, but he has given us dominion and authority and power and the ability to multiply. You have the very nature of God on the inside of you. Like how many times in the course of the week do we awaken the fact in us that we have the nature of God in us and that if there is something in our reality that is missing that we have the power because of God's nature in us to create what we don't see or we have the power to actually change the things that we see that don't measure up to the word of God why because you have the nature of God in you you're pretty something you know that (laughs) now the enemy will try and talk you into the fact that you're just a little nothing but that's not who the word says we are. And so this morning, that's just your little appetizer this morning as we kind of strengthen our hearts and fortify us to the fact that God actually says something different about us than, the, than what the world says. And that we have the ability and the privilege to renew our mind to who God says we are. And that we are here for such a time as this. And really, in order for us, for the greatness like we talked about to emerge from within us, and for us to take our place in this time, because we're here for such a time as this, it's going to require us to renew our mind to what God says, to who God says He is and to who God says we are. And when we can get that straight and keep growing in that, it's going to be a powerful combination for our life. So So this morning, we're going to start into, for such a time as this, and if you're taking notes today... The title of the message is His Ambassador, or His Ambassador. So we're gonna start looking at Esther chapter 4, verse 14. This is the second half of the verse, and it says this Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Let's just read that out loud together. For yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, the book of Esther is in the Old Testament. If you're familiar with the book of Esther, you might recognize this is probably the most well-known verse in the entire book of Esther. This is the prolific moment when um, the uncle Mordecai encourages Queen Esther, hey, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And Queen Esther, if you read the book of uh, Esther, Queen Esther uh, went through a whole year of preparation then she was identified and chosen as the queen of Persia. And as the queen of Persia, she literally was in a moment in history where she saved the entire Jewish nation from being annihilated. And so, you know, that didn't come easy to her. Not only did she have that year of preparation, but then she had to know the rules and the the laws of the kingdom. And even within those laws and rules of the kingdom, even though she was the queen she had to actually surrender her fear to God that her very life would be taken in order to step into this moment of time. So she had to surrender her fears to God. She had to rise to the occasion and use the wisdom of God and the strategy of God to, in order for her to take seriously her time and her moment in history where she had come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And when we look into this word, just this scripture, it's like it's half of a scripture, you have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. What does it say to you this morning? What does it say to me this morning? That we have come to the kingdom as such a time as as this. You know, we can read about Esther and that can seem so lofty and so irrelevant because I mean like she was a queen, like a legit queen. And of course she would have influence in her moment in history because she was a queen. But that doesn't disqualify the fact that she had to do this whole preparation, that she had to have her heart right toward God, that she had to actually submit to uh, wisdom and authorities in her life, that she had to rise to the occasion, and that she had to do what God had appointed her to do in that moment of time. But when we read this scripture for us, how seriously do you and I take the word that you are here in the kingdom for such a time as this? you know as significant or insignificant as insignificant or significant as you feel that your life may be in the grand scheme of history the words true that you are here in the kingdom for such a time as this how much thought are we giving the, the fact that there is a divine plan of god for our life how much thought are we given that we could have be, been placed on this planet at any, t- at any given generation, but God placed you here, and he placed me here in this generation, in these years. You know, we have a birth date, and we'll have a going to heaven date, yeah. and there's this dash in between, and most of us have probably heard a message or heard you know, a, a, read a poem or something about that dash. Like, what do you do with the dash? in between your birth date and your going to heaven date? What do you do with that dash? The truth is, what are we doing with that dash? And are we awakened to the fact that God has a divine assignment or several divine assignments within that dash of time? And that of all of the people on the the spectrum of history, he has chosen you to be in this generation for this appointed time for his assignments. You and I are part of this generation. Now, if you're in junior high, senior high, or in college in here today, you're not too young. You may think, well, I'm not ready. Like, I'm not even really a legit adult at this point, so I'm just gonna kind of live until I reach this moment where I become, like, a qualified adult, and then I can kind of live in this moment where I am esteeming the fact that God has a plan for my life. No, that plan for your life actually starts now. Let it be awakened in you. You know, if you're anywhere between 25 and 55, these are the busy years, as a lot of people call them. And so we can be deceived thinking, oh man, life's just too busy. I have little kids, I have medium-sized kids, I have kids, I'm taxing everywhere. I'm kind of just too busy. So like, eventually, at some time, in some moment, I'll be awakened to the fact that I have a divine destiny. And at some time, when I'm just not so busy, I'll give God the ability to use me for some right. special time as this. Yeah. Right. And for those of us that are maybe over 60... You're not done. You know, American, the American dream is you work to 55 or 65 and then you, like, are done. Is that right? I mean, like, that's the American dream, right? And you're done and, and we kind of retire. But it's very interesting. I read, I read this and um, this, was an actual, uh, this was an actual study done by, the, by a university in America. And it says that the most productive years of a person's life are between 60 and 70. The second decade, that's the most um, important era of a person's life, are between 50 and 60. The third most productive is between 70 and 80. Yeah. that's a scientific study done, and it went on to explain why things like the the majority of Nobel Prize winners actually are in their 70s, like the 100 past the uh, the pastors of the 100 most. Uh, Largest, I guess the, the pastors of the 100 largest churches in America, the average age is 71. Like people as far as companies and building wealth and being able to share wisdom, they're like in between 60 and 70. So if you're in here or you're listening online and you're approaching 60 or you're over 60 and you think there's really nothing that significant that I can do, that actually is a lie. Because the most productive years of our life, the three most productive decades of our life are between 50 and 80. God has a plan for all of us within this time and this generation. We can be fully engaged in our faith, fully engaged with our skill, fully engaged with our giftings. And those of us who are over 50 can be fully engaged with all the wisdom and all the stuff we've learned. (laughs) And most of it probably the hard way, right? Right? But we can be fully engaged. But you and I are here as part of the kingdom for such a time as this. So turn to somebody real quick. Just say, you are here. Look right in their eyes. Say, you are here for such a time as this. Now go ahead and turn to somebody else. You got somebody on the other side? Somebody behind you? Encourage them today. Now let's not believe a lie. We are here in this moment for such a time as this. I'm here. So maybe now... Now that you've told everybody else, let's, let's draw it in. Say, I'm here, I'm here for such a time as this.
0: Time
1: as Did you know that you have a high-ranking, esteemed, celebrated, impressive, and very influential job in the kingdom of God? No matter what you actually feel about your physical like existence, whether you feel significant or insignificant, whether you feel you play a, a great role or a non-existent role in the whole scheme of history, you have a high-ranking, influential job in the kingdom of God. Did you know that you are so important to the kingdom of God that the Bible shares that all of heaven actually is waiting to back us up when we actually use our faith and things are awakened in us that we start to... Good to do things in a greater measure for the kingdom of God. Heaven is waiting to back us up. Heaven is waiting to defend us. Heaven is waiting to provide for us. Heaven is waiting to help and assist us. Heaven is waiting, like all of heaven is waiting, to join forces with our faith when we're believing God to do something in our life. All of heaven is waiting to join forces with our faith when we're believing God to do something in our generation. We are here for such a time as this. Did you know that literally... When you and I take the word as true, when we build our life on it, when we put a demand on the word of God, when we enforce the word of God, like when we look at something in the word and we look at healing and we say, this is how it's gonna be for me. Like I'm not gonna live a life where I'm sick and broken, emotionally or physically. When we put a demand on the word of God, all of heaven is waiting to back us up to make that happen in our life when we put a demand on the word of God regarding our family, we have a dream and a picture of what our family could be. When we put a demand on that, All of heaven is waiting. Angels are working like bouncers like around our kids' life, bouncing people out of our kids' lives that don't belong in there, bouncing people into their lives that do belong in there, letting those seeds that we've been so intentional to put in our kids' hearts, like making those seeds grow in their hearts so that they're awakened to the plan of God in their life. When we put a demand on the word of God, literally, all of heaven is waiting to help come alongside and assist assist us to see those happen in our reality. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says this. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. You know, the word ambassador in the New Testament has similar meaning to what it means in our English language today. The word ambassador, a couple of definitions. It's a diplomatic agent of the highest rank. So as a follower of Jesus, you have been given a position of not low, not medium, but the highest rank in the kingdom of God. You have influence because you represent Jesus. Another definition is uh, an ambassador is a representative temporarily sent to a foreign country to represent the king or country that sent him. The earth where we are, whether you're born in America or born in another country on the earth, this is actually not our home The Word says that once we say yes to Jesus, our citizenship transfers from here on this earth to the kingdom of God. You are a citizen of a different kingdom. You know, everything on this earth, the Bible says, is going to vanish, it's going to blow up and fade away. And so uh, there's nothing really here over the course of history that is going to last or be secure, but the kingdom of God never changes. It is strong, and you are, a king, or you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And so you have to understand that, and I have to understand that to, to understand, take our place like, okay, I'm significant to the kingdom, and my citizenship isn't here, so I'm not going to spend all of my energy worrying about what's happening here.
0: Yep.
1: I'm going to spend some energy understanding, God, what is your assignment? Right now in my life, because I'm appointed to earth in this period of time. Another um, definition is that an ambassador is an authorized messenger, get this, who has the power to make decisions and to represent the will of the government, nation, or king he represents, an official representative who is authorized to speak on behalf of his sender. Jesus has empowered us with his word, with his name, with his spirit, with the blood. He has empowered us to speak on his behalf in this earth. And side note, if his church, his body, us, if we don't do that, it doesn't get done. If we don't enforce the will of God and the plan of God and the goodness of God in this earth, if we don't represent him and become a, a vessels and conduits that take what's in heaven and brings it to the earth. If, we don't, if we're not willing to do that, it doesn't get done. You and I have been empowered with his name. The truth is so much of what we hear on a daily basis with the pressure of the world and the loudness of culture. It's all kingdom of darkness. But we are called to bring something different into the atmosphere, different into our reality, different into our community, different into every realm that we, re, that we infiltrate. We're called to be an ambassador that brings who God is into the, our situation and reality. According to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, that we're ambassadors for Christ. You know, ambassador goes way beyond being nice. You know, some of us think, well, you know, we represent Jesus, we have to be salt and light and we just have to be nice is way beyond being nice I mean it's talking when you look at that definition it is all about using our authority to enforce the kingdom of God to take territory for the kingdom of God and to realize that if we as light do not take space in areas then that space will be filled by darkness right. if you and I don't bring light into every area darkness will overtake that whole vacuum that space whatever realm it is whether it's your home whether it's your marriage whether it's your business like any of those things like if if as light if we do not take space and territory with the kingdom of light then darkness is able to stay there but you and I've been given the authority the authority of heaven we represent Jesus we represent everything God is what he thinks about mankind the forgiveness that's available the freedom that's available, the provision and the good father that he is. Like, we represent that to the earth. Why? So that we can do God's business on earth. God is in the business of people. And we're here to represent him to do his business on earth, to speak what he speaks, to reflect who he is, to take territory for the kingdom, to enforce the kingdom into every situation that we encounter. We can enforce freedom and peace, and goodness, and love, and light, and truth. Man, how much our world needs us today. There's so much confusion in the world. Yes. So much confusion, so much strife, so much contention, so much just people just desperate and depressed and anxious. The kingdom of God is completely opposite of all that, and you and I have the, the opportunity and the privilege to bring that in to every situation that we encounter. So let's ask ourselves just a couple of questions this morning. Who did God place within your family to be his ambassador? Who did God place within your personal family? Either the ones that live in your house or your extended family. Who did he place in your family to be an ambassador to make decisions, to build your family the way he sees it built? Who did he place? He placed you. You place me and my family. Who did God place in your circle of friendships and your circle of business relationships to be salt and light, to actually bring something different, not instead of drama and just doom and despair and you know all of those things. Like who did God place in your circle of relationships and in your business? You know, in your business, whether you own your own business or you work for a company. God has placed you there in this moment of time so that you can bring his strategy and his wisdom. You know that every person that I can see in the Bible that actually listened to God when they were in someone else's business, they were raised to a seat of promotion. Why? Because they listened to God and brought ideas and answers and strategy and wisdom to the business to make it grow. Who did God put there to listen to him, to carry grace and solutions? He put you there. That's right. So, for all of the teens and college students, junior hires in here today, who did God place in your school to be his ambassador? He placed you. And you know, the, the awesome thing is with God is you don't have to be weird or awkward to be his ambassador. That's right. You don't have to like wear a fish sticker or like, you know, carry around your Bible with a megaphone. You don't have to be weird or awkward. You just have to walk in confidently knowing that all of heaven backs you up everywhere you go. And when you have that reality that like, I am already somebody because of Jesus, you don't, you won't work hard to get anyone else's approval because it doesn't matter. And because those approvals are so fleeting. I mean, how hard do teenagers work to try and get the approval of people? And then the next day it's like completely different story, right? right? But you can be confident knowing that you don't have to to get the approval of people. You can walk in being an ambassador of God. You can hold to his standards. Like, I know that when you're at school, when you're at the college campus, it looks like everybody has zero standards. That there is no standard. It's like, live how you want to live, and everybody looks like they're having a lot of fun. But actually, if you pulled back the curtain to look inside the hearts and minds of those people, they're all desperate, they're all hurting, they're all confused, and you don't have to live that way. You can be an ambassador and carry something different. You can carry peace, you can carry confidence, you can carry the fact that you're chasing after the plan of God for your life. And when people watch you do it, they're gonna be hungry for the same thing. That's right. So who did God place in this church family? Now, yeah, he, pa- he placed Pastor Tom and me and Pastor Jason and Mel and uh, the other staff team, Casey and Victoria and Sydney and Dorian. Like, There's a great staff, Aaron and Brandon and... Um, he placed a great staff here, but he also placed you in this church family. Pray. Pray. You know, I'm so grateful that Family Life Church isn't a church full of consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming, thinking, you know, I, I just need the church to serve me. Now, will you be served as being part of Family Life Church? Absolutely. We work really hard to make sure that if you're going through something in life, especially, that you feel the love and embrace of the family and you're encouraged and strengthened and even get meals to show up at your house if you come home from the hospital. You're going to be served here. But you know that God placed you in this church family and me in this church family because he wants to take serious territory. Yeah, that's right. God wants to take serious territory in our region. He wants to take serious territory with the assignments he's given us nationally and even globally. And you and I are both a part of that as we become uh, more and more understanding of the fact that we're ambassadors of God that we grow in our faith, we bring our faith to projects, we bring our resources, we bring our giftings, we bring our skill, and you know when collectively we are all pushing and becoming our, our greatest us, when we are all coming up in who God says we are and the greatness on the inside of us, think of how much territory we can take for the kingdom of God. Think of how many people will literally live in heaven because of our effort and not go to hell for eternity. Think of how many families can find the hope, like, whoa, I didn't even know this existed. Like, we can live the good life. Right. Like, do you know how many people, even people that grow up in church, have never heard that they can live the good life? Yeah
0: that's, right. yeah, that's
1: right. But when we as his ambassadors take our place and and we spend less energy just so consumed with all the natural stuff, yes, we have laundry. Yes, we have to go to the store like every two days, it feels like. Yes. We have to work, yes, we have a house to clean, yes, we have a thousand leaves that need blown right now. Yes, all those natural things, they exist. But we cannot let all of our energy be consumed with just the natural things of life, right? We want to awaken to the fact that you are here for such a time as this in the kingdom, that you are an ambassador of Christ, that you hold a high esteemed role in the kingdom of God. And if you and I don't awaken to that and become skillful in taking territory, it's going to be overcome by darkness. You know, part of my confession is that Uh, as I say confessions over, you know, like my life and our family and this church family, part of it is that I bring the kingdom into every situation that I encounter. And it's so interesting because, you know, we've been growing like this in the word for at least 20, 25 years. And still, a lot of days, when I say that part of my confession, I bring the kingdom into every situation that I encounter. I I have to go, that's right, right? That's right. If there's somebody sick and I encounter somebody sick, I, I bring the kingdom into that situation for that person.
0: Yeah.
1: When we encounter the fact we don't have a plumber and we need a plumber for this project, That's right. I bring my faith, I bring the kingdom to every situation that I encounter. When I speak that over our family, my family, our kids, My husband, me, we bring the kingdom. We bring peace, we bring joy, we bring the wisdom of God, we bring the strategies of God, we bring the love and acceptance of people into every situation that we encounter. This church family, our church family brings the kingdom into every situation that we encounter. You know, when I just scan, just and what we know personally, because we are privileged to know people's stories, and I kind of scan the reach that this church family has in this community, it's pretty astounding. Yeah. Yeah. The number of schools and community influences and the places where people are employed and the businesses that are owned and the mamas that are at home praying for their kids in this season. Like when, I, when, when you scan the reach of this church family, it's pretty, it's pretty influential. What would happen if we all just tweaked a little bit and awakened a little bit more to the fact that in all of the normal to do things and all the chores and all the big list that we have and all of the normal work environment things we have to do, that we also bring the kingdom yes. into every one of those situations. Yes. How much more will people understand and know the goodness of God? You know, as we finish out today, I wanted to end with Proverbs chapter twenty-nine verse two. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Now we can see this in one instance, that when there are good people that hold an office, whether it's mayor or senator or president, people making decisions for people, when there are good-hearted people who stand for what's right, are in the ruling, the people rejoice. Yeah. But when there are people that hold offices that have ill intentions or, neg- or agendas that are wicked, it causes the people to mourn. We can see that, right? Well, I also wanted to share with you today that because we are his ambassadors, let's look at it from that perspective. Because you and I today, I don't know, maybe you hold a place in public office But I don't hold a place in public office. But when I look at the scripture that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And I couple that with the fact that we are representatives of the authority of Jesus on this earth, and we've been given the role and the esteemed role and place in this generation, in this moment of time, to hold authority in this earth on behalf of the kingdom. I can kind of break the scripture down this way. When the ambassadors of the kingdom take our authority in prayer, the people rejoice. When the ambassadors of the kingdom take our authority in faith and create things and alter things with our faith, the people rejoice. When the ambassadors of the kingdom use our authority to bind the work of darkness in the areas where we have jurisdiction, the people rejoice. When the Ambassadors of the kingdom take our authority to establish on earth what's in heaven. Now you may remember that um, in the Lord's Prayer, part of what Jesus prayed is, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's part of what we do as his ambassadors. Using prayer, using our faith, using the wisdom of God and the strategies of God, yeah. we establish what's up there down here. We establish on earth what's in heaven. You know, God doesn't just arbitrarily, and if you've been at Family Life Church long enough, you've heard us teach this. God doesn't just arbitrarily come in with like a magic wand and just like change everything because we want it changed. Or even because we pray, he doesn't just come in and just move a magic wand and we don't have to do anything. No, we engage our faith We engage our prayer. We engage our authority to the process. And when we, as ambassadors of the kingdom, take our authority in the places where we have jurisdiction, our homes, the schools your kids attend, this region, next generation, when we take our authority in the jurisdiction where God has placed us, the people rejoice. Now, coming off of that, now know, this Tuesday is a big election in America. It's a really big deal, actually, because it's righteousness versus unrighteousness. The last few years, it feels like more and more we can feel the contention and feel the separation of light and dark and things are becoming unveiled. And so Tuesday is a big day. And I know a lot of you have voted already um, early voting, but I just want to encourage you. As ambassadors of the kingdom, when we use our authority to pray and to vote, the people rejoice. You know, God expects us as his ambassadors to be involved even in the political realm. And some of us are passionate about that, so it's easy. But I know a lot of us are like, I am just done hearing the 24-7 news cycles. Like, I'm done with the division. I'm done with the strife of politics. Like, I'm over it, <laughs> right? I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but how many, are, how many feel that way? <laughs> I'm just over it. Now, in moments like these, we can't just view things from a natural perspective. We have to view them with the perspective and understanding that we're an ambassador for Jesus. Even in the things that are uncomfortable, even in the things we don't like to think about, we're his ambassador. And that we have the obligation, according to the word, to use our authority to pray and to vote. So um, this week, They're going to put a couple things on the screen. If you have not voted, we encourage you to make sure you vote before the the voting polls close on Tuesday. And this is how we vote as believers, because if you listen to any news cycle, you're going to be influenced with just natural things. But as believers, as people who follow Jesus, as his ambassadors, we take God's side because you have to choose a side, but we take God's side, right? We take God's side. And we look for righteousness. We don't look at people, but we look at what platforms they represent. And if you go online, it's so available now, you don't even have to leave your house and go to the library and research anything. I mean, like you can sit in the comfort of your couch and look at all this. But if you look at the platforms, the conservative platform, the liberal platform, you're going to see what they stand for. And we have to choose righteousness. We examine those things according to the word. Who honors life? Who honors God's definition of marriage? Who honors the freedom for the church to express itself in America and not be limited or bound, right? So we look at those things in those platforms and that, and we're informed. And so this QR code, thank you, Brandon, for finding that. If you take a picture right now of that QR code, if you haven't voted yet, that will actually take you to the iVoter guide that you can um, use and so you can go online and you can actually see everybody that's on your ballot and how they're and how that they choose to uh, represent how they're going to represent whether that they align with conservative or with liberal and um that way you can be informed but just as an encouragement as believers and followers of jesus we vote for righteousness we pray for everyone but we vote for righteousness and just one small other thing about judges we have several judges that are up for election and usually on the ballots um parties are listed for candidates so it's kind of easy when you go to the ballot right to see like who's republican or democrat or conservative or liberal and you know you can look at the platforms and vote that way but um judges don't always have that um earmarked on the ballot but if you go to Guide, you're going to see which judges will Will vote according to um, conservatism or righteousness, right? And so, judges are a big deal. Judges hold a lot of power, and so I would just encourage you before you go to the the booth, know who the judges are because you can't tell once you're in there, usually. Um, and write, take notes, write down, do whatever. Obviously, you know we're all adults, and so we're gonna do our best to be prepared. But judges rule the land like they have final say and there are a lot of things being contested in our nation that are brought into the court system now and so we want judges that are righteous that will rule righteously amen amen so let's end with the scripture again in esther who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this just want to encourage you today to let your eyes look up to the fact that you have an esteemed role in the kingdom of God, and that you have been placed in this time in history, in this community where you live, in the business where you serve. You've been placed for such a time as this. And as we open ourselves up to that more and more, you and I will notice that the spirit of God will empower us more and more. As we do less in and of ourselves, and more yielded to the spirit of god his spirit will come alongside of us and give us insight and wisdom right and he'll do that for us well let's go ahead and close our eyes if you don't mind and just kind of examine ourselves this morning and the first question i just want to ask you is if you are securely connected to jesus and you may have come into this church this morning knowing that you're far from god or you may be listening today knowing like i'm just not connected to god and I need to be reconnected. We want to pray with you. We never want anyone to leave here without the opportunity to uh, make a decision for Jesus. So this morning we're going to pray. We're all going to pray together. And so if you're in that spot today and you want to connect to God, you want to return to God, you want to give your life to God, you want to say, Jesus, come into my life. We're going to do that at this moment. So let's all pray together. Say, Father. Thank you for Jesus. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross to take the sins of the whole world, including mine. I'm asking you today to come into my life, to erase my past, to give me a fresh start, to make me new. And I choose to follow you Thank you that you've given me a place in the Father's family and a significant role in your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Why don't we go ahead and stand? I'm just going to speak a blessing over you today for everyone that's here. Father, we're just grateful. Aren't you grateful for who the Word says that you are? Aren't you grateful this morning? You guys had an extra hour of sleep. We're grateful. We're grateful. Let's just tell them how grateful we are. Father, we're grateful for who the word says we are. Thank you that we don't have to depend on ourselves, but we're empowered. So, Father, I just speak a blessing over everyone that's here today. Father, just the fact that every one of us are in this building or joining online live shows that we, God, are serious about our relationship with you. And so we just thank you for the word that we received today, the word that says that we have an important spot, God, in this time in history. Father, show us things that we might not be seeing in our families, in the places where we have influence. And I just speak a blessing over everyone that's here according to your word, that they would be empowered by your spirit, that the word of God would be transforming our thought life, that, Father, all of the hopes and the dreams that are inside their heart for this season and the next, God, I thank you for the confidence that all of heaven, God, stands behind us as we use our faith and as we use our authority to plow through things and to call things that are not as though they were. God, I thank you that we have the confidence that all of heaven backs us up as we do the work, of your goodness in this in this earth. We thank you for it. We speak a blessing over every single person here today. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, you can say amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Our hope is that you are encouraged, equipped, and empowered to live out the amazing life that God has designed for you. We pray that this message was fresh aired to you. If you made a decision to ask Jesus to become the leader of your life, we'd love for you to let us know please text the word YES to 740-387-7778. If you'd like to reach out to Family Life Church, please visit our website at yourfamilylife.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an amazing day.